0: Hi, it's Cindy Novotny, and I am back with another episode of My Secrets to Stamina. For everybody that's new, welcome. I love having new people. We're seeing so many people every single week join. And for those that have been following me for a long time, welcome back. You know, I've been talking for now almost a year and a half on this platform about My Secrets, living with no balance and loving it. I've had some amazing guests, and I'll continue to bring you the best of the best. So think about what you're doing right now. Is it exactly what you want to be doing? Everybody's got a dream. Everybody's got a journey. And my goal is to help you be successful in your life and improve your life every day. So they have deem me the radical mentor for a reason. And I'm going to help you live this life without the standard definition of balance and have the stamina to do it. So let's do this. So today. It's been a long time coming because this is truly one of my best friends. We go way back and we pretend we're brothers and sisters, but we're, we're not, but we, you know, my grandma was Syrian. He's Lebanese and Syrian. Uh, we're partners in his restaurant, Hannah's, and we have been from the beginning, although he is the restaurant. We're just there to help out when I'm his muse. That's what we call muse. A uh, lifelong friend, Mr. Dave Hannah, the namesake of Hannah's restaurant and bar. Dave being busy is an understatement. He single-handedly makes sure that this restaurant is the best in town, one of the top 100 in the country. He is going to share with us his story. He's going to talk about what it takes to be successful, the ups and downs of the food and beverage industry, tips for our listeners, and the reality of life that we're living in today. I mean, let's face it, folks. It's not that easy. And everybody knows inflation, pricing, staffing, the hospitality, you know, uh, resignation. He's dealing with it all. You know, he's Uncle Dave to most of us, to my daughter, Jessie, to everyone in my team, including my own Mary Hannah. And we've been blessed to know him for over 30 years. Welcome, Dave.
1: Well, thank you, Cindy. Good morning, everyone.
0: <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you. I mean, it's, it's good because it's early in the morning and you go all the way to the end of the day. So that proves your stamina right there.
1: Absolutely. I, I feel like stamina is uh, sometimes you have no choice. And you have to, you have to bring it. And uh, there is no plan B, Exactly, only plan A. <laughs>
0: and, and when plan A starts to fall apart, you just go A plus, Absolutely. right? So I talk about Hannah's, as you know, I mean, lots of people will show up in the restaurant. Hi, is Cindy here? And Dave, no, I'm the Cindy of the actual <laughs> restaurant, because I speak about it on the road all the time. Um, but you are the man behind it all. And I'd love you to share with us a little bit about your background, because it's not just like you fell into uh, Hannah's. You have a food and beverage background. You've got an incredible background in other industries like construction, but tell us a little bit about how it all began.
1: Yeah, I think it, it starts with your family. Uh, I'm, I'm the youngest uh, six-year gap. Uh, and so my parents took me out to dinner. They had some some time and uh, there was just three of us. So I really enjoyed dining out and that experience. And when I, when I turned 16, the day I turned 16, I started working at a local restaurant as a busboy. And, and there's a, there's a cool book. It's called the talent code. And they talk about, you pay attention to what you stare at. So I really just uh, enjoyed uh, the, the energy and the spirit and the life in a restaurant. It just offers so much. And then uh, through college, I worked at restaurants and, and, uh, and then you know I got, got an accounting degree worked as an accountant for a year or two and uh, but and moved to San Rancho Santa Margarita and I um, saw this little little space uh, in, in the center of town and uh, negotiated a, a lease had no idea what I was doing and walked out and uh, said oh my goodness I got to open a coffee house and uh, so it's the hot cafe uh, open hot cafe in 93. And just, you know, the rest is history than Hannah's in 2005,
0: which is amazing. I mean, I think about when um, it all first started and I was there a little bit more at the beginning, all the training, the lineups and doing all these different things, but no matter what industry you're in, I think that it's been one of the most stressful times of our lives over the past two years. I mean, I've shared the story that, you know, how Dave didn't really pivot. He adapted uh, what you did to a USDA Prime Steakhouse for takeout, catering, delivery was incredible. Uh, And especially the fact that you kept everybody pretty much engaged and working. I mean, getting the city to give you parking stalls and creating the outside deck. And that to me is the kind of experience people need to take into the future, regardless of whatever business any of you are in listening right now to be an entrepreneur, everybody thinks it's easy. I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to just make, start a restaurant or start a travel agency. It's not that easy. So share a little tip about the stamina it takes to be self-employed really sure. and make sure it happens constantly.
1: Yeah. The, but- I think out of diversity comes opportunity. And definitely the you know, the pandemic, it 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 leveled everyone to 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 zero. Every restaurant, French laundry, Hannah's, Mastro's, or you know, Chick-fil-A, we are all kind of the same. And uh, so it was a clean start for all of us. So if you really had to activate your entrepreneurial spirit, your mindset, and uh, you know, and find a positive uh you know, uh, energy through it through it all, and and, and so I I did I I, I embraced the moment, and uh, it it opened up so many different avenues. Like you said, we're we we have we've expanded our outside seating, we've uh, definitely have expanded our our takeout business. Uh, it's allowed us to reset our our training and our culture. So it, it's been uh you know is it a positive that you know we went through this pandemic? No, but it's how you look at. Uh, what life brings you, and and uh, and so we 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 try to remain really uh, focused and, and positive for the future.
0: And I think that's the other thing. I mean, you, uh, you know, you're a a really you know, kind of central point of this community. I mean, I always say you need to be like mayor or something. I mean, you're phenomenal. And people watched you through this, um, you know, customers that wondered what's going to happen and the way you engaged with those guests and, you know, did things in their backyards for their kids and did the catering and things that we never would have done in, in you know, we would never have thought about it. We're like, ah, no, we're too busy with the restaurant. Did reset set the restaurant. And it also gave it, Uh, a whole new lease on life to go, wow, we can keep expanding and expanding and doing some different things. But let's get real. It's hard to keep that stamina up. And you and I both know it. We're like, we're showmen. We can like, okay, have a total meltdown and then still show up, give the smile. We're like swans, calm on the surface, paddling like hell underneath. Um, But when you're running on fumes most of the time, which you and I both know that happens, we still have to be present 100% of the time, present in with your family, present with your friends, present with your employees. And that takes a lot of energy. I don't think people re- really realize how A-type personalities like you and I, we give off so much energy that, but nobody plugs us in. I mean, nobody sure. says, you know, they just expect that we're going to continue to, to give that energy. So how do you recharge? How do you replug?
1: Well, I love coaching. I love teaching. Uh, I love mentoring, you know, my team every day, you know, I, and I, I really, uh, I love sports and I, I always go back to my playing days. And, and, uh, I think about, you know, do you hit a baseball? Do you throw a baseball? And I don't think you do that. I think it throws it, it hits it. And and so what is it? Yeah, what it, is it? it? It is being prepared. It's being focused. It's getting ahead of it. What's predictable is preventable. It's staying in the moment and it's equanimity. Don't get too low and do not get too high. You have to stay in the middle to accept everything and then find solutions through it. So I think it's staying in the it.
0: You know, that's, I have read, you know, I read a lot of sports coaching books, not that I'm into <laughs> sports, <laughs> but Relentless is my latest one that I'm really talking about. And he's a sports, um, you know, big sports coach for some of the, the best of the best. And he says exactly the same thing. You got to stay in the middle. You got to stay neutral. Sometimes if you lose a big something, okay, so in your case with baseball, a game. if you focus on that for like every day, every minute, you're not going to win the next one. But if you win a big game and you walk around with a head blown up, you know, with an ego bigger than the room, you also are at risk of losing because you've got to stay neutral.
1: Yeah. It's about uh, instincts, intuition. It's like ripe fruit falling from a tree. You got to let it happen. And so it's almost uh, not trying so hard or not overthinking it and just uh, letting it flow and being natural. So I, I really just focus on when all the problems start coming my way, I slow down, I breathe and I just take one at a time and I just stay in the middle and I just find solutions.
0: I love it. And you really, you really do that because I've seen you in the middle of some craziness, okay. Where you're just like, and I get more spun up and you'd be like, Cindy, just calm down. You're making me crazy. Stop. And that's good because you do have a way of, in the middle of like a real crazy moment, keeping it together.
1: Well, I think even you know the, the pandemic. It was a major crisis. Everyone was calling me. Every you know my entire family. Everyone was in in, in panic mode, and you know I just I I I knew what to do.
0: Yeah, you and did. I,
1: and I and I just I stayed calm. I looked at the situation and uh, I made a game plan. Yeah, and, and, and you know, if it doesn't work, then you just you do an audible, and you just keep on trying. Uh, and it's uh, it, you know, it, it it's it's kind of shocking that it works, but but it, <laughs> and it really worked. I
0: love it. I love it. So some of the best memories are made with our loyal client base and um, and together, like going to the master's each year. And I mean, I, I went for several years and now obviously you and Lefty have enjoyed that more than I have lately. Um, but something that many people will never be able to attend, uh, the customers that literally I meet, like yesterday, I was down in Newport Beach. Um, At another restaurant at uh, Rothschild's, just to be exact. And we're in the restaurant because I was working in Newport Beach. And it's mostly, you know, kind of a, uh, I'd say a generation of like 40 somethings in Rothschild's and it's busy and there's a ton of energy and we were there early and two young uh, people walked into the restaurant and, you know, you, she was all dressed up and they brought over a bottle of wine that was sent from somebody. And so I said, cause they were so close, you know, cause that restaurant's very tiny there. I said, Oh, I, whatever you're celebrating, congratulations. And the, the young gentleman said, Oh, it's her birthday. And, you know, we've never been here. We just live really just not even a mile away, but our parents suggested we come and you could tell, cause it's not a restaurant for, they were 28 years old. Cause I of course asked the age as I would. And I said, Oh, I said, well, you know, we live in Cota de Casa. He, He, He goes, oh, wow. And I said, so I don't know where you grew up. He goes, oh, I grew up in Kodo. I said, oh, well, I'm partners. We're partners with Dave Hanna. He goes, oh, my gosh. He immediately started texting his mom and dad, okay? And I, Tim, and I can't think, Campbell, the Campbell. It was the Campbells, okay? And he's like, oh, my gosh. They want to make sure you tell Dave hi. They haven't been there in a long time. And no matter where I go, and this is not blowing smoke, okay? No matter, and I travel the world, I bring Hannah's up in a very organic way. It's like that. That wasn't just like walking around handing out business cards. And lo and behold, somebody knows somebody who knows you. So you're really popular, Dave, Hannah. I don't
1: want to be popular. But you are, Dave.
0: I know you're not. I, I put him on social media more than he puts himself. If it wasn't for his wife and my, and me, okay, okay. I will tell you right now, no one would know what you look like. You're a little like Lefty. He has no social media, but wherever we go, people are like, "Oh, you must be Lefty, right?"
1: Well, pride comes before the fall, so I think it's again, it's back to my sports career. I've just, uh, you know, it's equanimity, staying in the staying in the middle. You can't you can't let it get to you. And and, and we know what our our vision is. It's just to make a meaningful difference, uh, to change lives. It, uh, I would say the restaurant for me is my it's my ministry. Yeah. So it's it's bigger than just being popular. We we really want to improve society and and, uh, you know impact impact our 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 community. I think that's and that's what's so beautiful. Restaurants are a gift.
0: Yeah. And uh, here's the thing about that is that you know when you say changing lives, some of you listening might think, oh, you got to be kidding. You know, a a steakhouse with seafood and like, how do you change someone's life? But you got to understand something. It's not just the lives of the guests because. We all know that when you go into a wonderful restaurant that is, and it's expensive and it's an experience and it's a celebration, you are there to enjoy. And we've all been to those restaurants all over the place that you have such great expectations and then you absolutely are so disappointed when you walk out. But when you have that feel and you look back at that picture, you remember that moment in time. The restaurant, our restaurant helped make that moment in time, but changing lives, is also of the employees. So I want to share just one more story on that. So uh, a, a person on my team, Stacy, uh, just moved into a new neighborhood into Dove Canyon. She's meeting the neighbors and someone comes over. And you know, Stacy loves to talk about master connection associates and then Hannah's and all these things. And sure enough, the, the neighbor said, Oh my gosh, my son works there. And he's young and he's not even he wasn't even a server at the time. He, you know, was you know more doing you know, busing and different things like that. And she, without knowing Stacy had anything to do and under and would be able to tell me the story, she went on about how Dave Hanna has helped him grow up so much, and that someday he will be able to be a server, and someday he would like to be a Dave Hanna and own his own restaurant. Those stories like give me goosebumps because I'm proud that you know clearly I would love to have my own restaurant myself with you and working, but you know, we're partners, you know, obviously we were partners in a small way in the restaurant, you make it happen, but that I take pride in that because I, I've been in the restaurant business my whole life too. I started in the restaurant business, hence why I always wanted to do it, but I can't kind of do it when I travel 10 million miles a year. So it's got to make you feel like you've got hundreds of kids that are your kids.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think, yeah, when you look back on your life, what's your legacy, you know, you, you have, and it's, um, we have to make the world a better place and, and, uh, again, um, give back to society. So yeah, coaching kids, metronome, you really coach yourself when you teach, you learn twice. Right. So I think that's, that's, you know, that's the lesson really is for yourself. you know, if you really want to go deep, deep, you know, with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I mentor a lot of, a lot of athletes, uh, a lot of baseball players, uh, Football. football guys. Yeah. And, and, uh, I'm having to, am having a, you know, dig deep on it. I'm having to read a lot of books on, you know, on the. You're mind. having to
0: go back to the to back <laughs> to the days. They're,
1: they're making me work, you know, to come up with some new, you know, new material. Uh, and then what's what's really cool is I use I use all these methods in the restaurant, you know. It, so we kind of work, we really work on the science and art of service and hospitality. And you look at the IQ and the EQ, but there is also the hospitality intelligence that we really try to work on. And so what is it? You know, and and so it is, it's energy, it's body language. It's uh, how we speak. It's uh, how we think. Uh, It's really the restaurant mind that we try to instill, you know, every, every team member.
0: Yeah, And and, And then
1: through that, you can change lives and make a difference and really influence people.
0: And, you know, one of the things I tell everybody, and I do this all the time, but, you know, as I travel around, I'm obviously in restaurants every day, hotels every day. And people say, oh, you must get sick of it. And I don't because I love it. Okay. I love it. But I always hand my card out all over the world, whether I'm in Paris last week or London or I'm in Newport Beach, I give out my card to great people. And I'll say, look, you're phenomenal. Whether they're a server, a housekeeper, whether I I see them at a Nordstrom, it doesn't even matter. If somebody really stands out and I give them my card, I go, you know, if you ever need help or you're looking to change careers, not offering them a job, but just, you know what, I'm here for you. Now I have another set of cards that has a backline to this office because years ago I started uh, a website called Busta Boss because I was all about just ripping people that were so bad as leaders. So I I have another card that I hand out to the ones that aren't good. And it's, it's a number. Okay. It doesn't have master connection and it's hilarious. I'm
1: call that one. Just, yeah. just and it, on and it, it, yeah. it, it calls into the
0: back office and the team knows that this is out. Cindy's handed out a card and the, it basically, when I give it to them, it's because they were the worst, they were the worst server. They were the worst person that at the airport. And I will tell you, last year I gave out seven of those cards and people are blown away like mad. Like I literally wait till I'm done with the dinner, obviously, or the lunch. And I say, so just so you know, you are never going to make it in this industry. And and I'm dead serious. And the good news is I'm like an angel. I'm an angel that is going to give you some help. So here's my card. I do personal one-on-one coaching and actually I charge a lot of money, but for you, you get one hour free. Last year I gave seven cards out. I got seven calls. I know I changed their life. They were not bad people. They were in the bad, maybe restaurant, a bad leader, a bad manager, a bad personal life. Something was happening to make them. And that's the it. As you talk about the it, I know if I could help seven people, because seven of them called, like, if you think Not about crying, it, some people would, crying, right? Yeah, some people would have just said, "What a you know, she's such a bitch," yeah, sure. and thrown it in the garbage. But they called, and that's where I think if no one understands how we make a difference in a restaurant. We can take people that that are in medical school, that are in law school, because by the way, I work in law firms, and you have to build your book of business and. Some people that graduate from law school or medical school have no personality. They've got no woo. You know, the woo. They don't have woo. So I will say to them, you know, you really should work in the restaurant for like one week. I'll have Dave Hanna. Just you got to work there free. You'll work at the desk. You will get woo. And some of them are like, well, yeah, but I'm going to be a doctor. I go, by the way, that's okay because you're going to be a plastic surgeon. And by the way, unless you're in like urgent care and and, you know, trauma, you got to you got to have personality for someone to want to come and get a facelift from you. Right. Absolutely. And the restaurant can teach that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's major life skills, uh, and it's also the details and, and, and drilling down and getting things right. I think we've we've had a lot of uh, future lawyers and doctors work for us, and they always come back and just tell us, you know, what, what they learned from us and how grateful they are. But it, it's uh, you know, there's a lot of communication in a restaurant, so you really have to be precise and uh, you know, and, and have an incredible sense of urgency. Uh, for quickness and accuracy constantly. And, and things are so fluid, you know, they change so quickly uh, and it's really teaching people how to think and think uh, by letting the guests win. The guest needs to win.
0: Right. So, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's not about us. It's about yeah. the guest winning.
0: Right. Constantly. And we all know that the customer may not always be right, but they're never wrong because they're the paying guest.
1: I always say the customer is they're in control. Exactly. So, so we if we can just release our ego, uh, it's egoless. It's almost purposeless too, and 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 that'll help us get 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 past all of it and just and just be in the moment to serve people.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So the biggest problem. So now we're going to have a moment to just talk about reality. And let's face it, whatever industry you're in, everybody is having a hard time getting staff, but the hospitality industry is really having a hard time. First of all, we went through the worst two years ever. We then, you know, like you had kept the restaurant open. We kept working. Everybody kept going. And yet so many people decided they didn't want to go back to work and they didn't want to be a server. They didn't want to work in a hotel. And this great kind of resignation is really put a lot of pressure on all of us in hospitality and like share just some of your thoughts about finding staff. I mean, what are, cause it's not easy. This is not a fun subject.
1: No, it's uh, well, we're, we, it, nothing has changed in the last 25 years. We're still looking for great people. We're still seeking, you know, engaged, dynamic, enthusiastic people, and they are out there. Uh, you may have to, train them more and develop them more uh and sporm- spend more time with them uh but they are there uh there, there is a, there is a there is tension right now uh with the uh, with with margins uh we we are having we've had to pay people uh, uh good money which they do deserve but then the cost of living has increased tremendously uh,
0: the cost of food the
1: cost of food, liquor liquor uh, and also your employees, this, uh, the rent for, a, uh, for an apartment. Now it, it, it's, it's, we're not paying them enough to cover rent and all the living costs. So there is some major tension. Uh, I do see a resetting, uh, it's, it's coming soon, uh, because there's, there's there's going to be a stagflation eventually where people are going to say, I can't afford to go out to eat if they're spending one hundred and twenty dollars to fill up their gas. Exactly. And, and all the other costs of living that's that's happening. We really have just uh, hurt the middle class. Right. And so we, we
0: and we're in Southern California where everything was expensive before this.
1: It's, it's not sustainable. It's it's. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out the solutions, how we get through but this is what I did tell my team last week. And I'm telling them actually every day is, is with this, with the recession that is coming with, with the, uh, with the challenges that we're facing, it's going to open up even greater opportunities. So we have to elevate the experience, our service, our food, everything that we do from the the type of fork or plate we're using to the lighting, to the space, you name it. If we can elevate it, then we will, uh, you know, we're going to capture, uh, you know, even a greater market.
0: I think that. I think we punch above our game. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, above our weight, really. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, we're a small restaurant in comparison. You know, as you know, I work with Landry's. And, you know, when you're talking thousands and every time, you know, restaurants, you know, don't do well, you know, Tillman goes in and buys them and it's just great. But he's like massive. And you're one restaurant that is seriously punching above your weight. You're like a big guy in this community and really making a difference. And it's tough, you know, and, and that, we're seeing that everywhere, but especially especially in the restaurant business.
1: Stopping and starting several times that didn't did do the restaurant oh. and the hospitality any favors. No. you can't restaurants with the team it's like a well-oiled machine. So when you send people home for six months, three months and stop and start back. You just, it's, you can't just pick it up. No, it's going to take a lot of time to, to, uh, to develop your culture and ways of doing and, and uh, all of your standards. So it, it's, it's been a challenge for all of us. And
0: that's, you know, that's salespeople, you know, many of the salespeople we're working with in training, they were like, great. But then when six months, you're furloughed eight months, they're so rusty right now. We're having to go back to the basics because honestly, it's like, well, I, I didn't work for six months. So, Now let's just take one moment as we begin to wrap this up and think about just being a leader and not just in the food and beverage industry, but what advice do you have for our listeners who um, are in this industry or outside of this industry? How can they finish out this year as the best leader?
1: It's about making good choices, good decisions, fair decisions too. It is uh, you know, what I think about this leading by example, I take the trash out. I bust tables. Uh, I'm, I'm with my team I'm, all the I'm time, all the time, all the time. And it's, you know, they're, they're watching you. So uh, how you treat people, how you speak to people, uh, how hard do you work? I think that's, that's been my style since day one. Right. And uh, so you have to uh, grab some popcorn, go up in the stands and, and, and look at yourself. And be reflective. Of I yourself love that. Yeah. Every
0: single day. I love that. I love that. So, speaking of how you treat people, because I do think the world lost their manners, quite frankly. Um, It is so important to give back. And we all are giving back in so many ways and supporting the community, not just the ones we live in, but all around the whole entire world. But you are stellar in the community. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you and Hannah's support this this community and and all the things that you've done, because you've really, it's not just fluff stuff. It's genuinely um, helping the community.
1: Well, recently we just uh, started a new scholarship at Santa Margarita High School. It's called Invictus Mineo. And it means I remain unvanquished. Oh, and I think yeah. it's perfect for today that uh, I remain undefeated. Uh, I have grit. I uh, persevere. I have fortitude. And, and it's, uh, I'm excited. to. Um, we just gave our per- uh, first uh, student you know, their, their scholarship. <laughs> and uh, the school is really fired up about it. We do have a scholarship at Sarah Catholic. We've been supporting our, our, our Marines with our Semper Fi tournament for many years. Uh, I'm on the Mission Hospital Foundation, and, and you know the list goes on. Uh, but it, it's it's um, it, it it fills my heart. And, and um, you know, we talk about you know what 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 is what is this all? It, it's, it's it's really a spiritual journey, right? Yeah, you know, it's spiritual. It is food service going to the Masters. Uh, <laughs> taking people to Napa
0: is spiritual. And that's why we, that's why we want it. Exactly. I love it. And you, if of all people, and genuinely, I mean this, this is no bullshit. This is exactly who you are and you don't even fake it. You never fake it till you make it. This is who you are every day and you show up and you give a hundred percent. So Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Um, it's like, we've been trying to get you on for a long time, but you're kind of busy. So we appreciate the time. Thank oh you. Well, thank you, Cindy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. So please join me for my next episode as I talk to a soul sister of mine, Andrea Epolito. Andrea is a force. She is the queen of luxury events in Las Vegas. She celebrates life, luxury, and above all else, love. We are going to cover it all in this episode. She is hysterical a wife, working mom of two, and has fallen deeply in love with her two new bulldogs. So thank you everyone. And we look forward to seeing you again next time.